Fucking cow feeling. Sorry, I'm now, already. Now, now we're ready to go. I know. <laughs> Yo, I'm, man, I'm already swearing. <laughs> Sorry. Your dear mother, Mama Phelan, forgives just like Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like it's, 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 it's the, everything's gonna be all right if yes yeah 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 because <laughs> that that's pretty much all the notes I'd ever sing anyway. So <laughs> that's right. That's just that's all. the vocal range <laughs> that, that you do. It's like it's like no one come to sound check because I don't want to give it all away. <laughs> this, this lines check is bullshit. <laughs> Kyle Phelan, ah, I miss you, brother. What the too, hell man. is going on, man? You're not. You don't even live here anymore. I'm sad about this. Yeah, uh, I what? found out about that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting for me. Yeah. Um. Like coming back after a month mm -hmm. and a half being in Chattanooga, mm -hmm. uh, and the freeways and everything, and everything's kind of familiar. But mm -hmm. I've been learning all the other freeways. And, yeah. and it's like, Interesting. I'm like, I know where to go. Yeah, you get the 60 and go there, you yeah. know, kind of thing. Yeah. But I was like, oh, God, pull my phone up and try to figure out how to get to the 60. It's like, what's going on? It's only been a month and a half. <laughs> but it's been great. It's uh, It's been a good change, Yeah, I would say. I, sure. Well, I have a lot of questions. Uh, but the first question. Oh, here we go. I know. I know, baby. Come on. Just... <laughs> It's going to be fine. We're going to get through this. Um, walk me through the origin story of Kyle Phelan. I was born in, in Phoenix, and uh, I moved to San Diego um, when I was 11. And I grew up in San Diego for actually 11 years and then moved back to Phoenix in 2008. And um, just until a um, month and a half ago, um, moved to Chattanooga. So majority of my life has been in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I think growing up, uh, as far as origin and relating to music was the question. Meaning not, even, like, not even uh, connected to music, but just your origin story. Yeah, I mean, as far as where I've been living and, and playing, it's kind of just been between San Diego and, and Phoenix and until recently. But uh, I, th I think that... Um, you know, where you live can definitely um, become some of your identity and mm -hmm. how you sound and how you create. And, and that's another question. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, well, yeah, sorry, well, I'm, I'm ask, stacking up the ask, questions. Ask me as another it. one, though. No, no, no. I don't know which okay. one to get into. All right, no, no, no. <laughs> All right, so, so born here, uh, formative years in San Diego, you come back, and now how old are you? 34. Not right now. Oh. <laughs> I'm not at, come I, back. I'm 20, 21 years old. Okay, you come 2008, back. Yeah, you come back to Phoenix. Come back to Phoenix. It's 2008. We're skipping a whole bunch of shit, which we're going to come back to. Don't think you're fucking skirting this shit. Oh, I'm about to take my boots off. I'm here, so baby. We got. You, you we said, got time. You said you're making food later, so I know we're going to warm up some quesadillas. And, uh, mm -hmm. Um, first musical memory. Or one of the first, you know, 
I don't know, just records that were spinning in the crib. Did your dad play music? Did did, did your mom enjoy music? Yeah, I feel like I feel like the it was always music growing up. Like whether it be just from my family, um, come from a musical family from Louisiana, crazy, you know. This is Cajun. You know, my mom's side of the mom's family. mom's side of the family, right? And everyone, you know, my 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 mom and papa just kind of you know created this family uh, environment that like everyone just had, the gatherings you were excited to go to, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially, I'm really close with all my cousins and what have you. Everyone played something. My mm-hmm. uncles all played something. So it was like whether you play guitar or drums or you grabbed something, you played along, you sang, you did something with the group, you know, with the family, you know. And, and, and this was kind of holiday gatherings? Yeah, holiday gatherings. Um, or, you know, a lot of the time, a lot of the family was in Phoenix at the same time. You know, whether whether it was everyone was you know, coming from St. Louis or, or Louisiana or, uh, you know. St. Louis was what? I'm sorry, your father's side? No, it was still my mom's side. Like, it was uh, my, my Uncle Charlie and Aunt Jill, they, they majority of my life, they lived in, in St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri. And, um, you know, my, my Uncle Norman, uh, you know, had a lot of ties in, in St. Louis, and but lived, everyone kind of gathered back in Phoenix, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just like, an uncle or whatever mm-hmm. would come in for all of these things, but cool. there was always gatherings, so it didn't necessarily need to be a a Christmas or a, mm-hmm. or a Thanksgiving right. for it to be. Oh, we're we're all getting together as soon as the family was together. We're gonna make some music. Always, always. It was it was just someone would have something going on, a guitar or, and you know, me being you know one of the one of the the nineteen. Um, of the grandchildren, you know, uh, in this stage of uh, growing up young, we were just like staring at all the uncles and right. aunts that were playing the music, and we were right. just sitting there. And the only thing that would keep us still, I think, was was when the music was happening. We'd be like, "Oh wow, that's awesome!" Right. You know, we want to do, yeah, or we want to have something to do with it. You know, right. <laughs> we want to we want to participate. Then, yeah, the, the yeah. getting older. You know, grabbing instruments and and um, starting to play them. Um, everyone, all the cousins started playing. Like, is that right? My cousin Paulie, that you know, I played with for years. Um, he'd be playing drums, but we would switch off playing guitar, drums. And then there'd be a bass sitting around somewhere in a garage, you know. So we would like just kind of everyone would play something and and be able to f- switch between all of them. You know, that's awesome. I don't I don't think it was really that good, but. <laughs> we were having a blast, you know, getting it under us, you know. Beauty but, is in the eye of the beholder. Eh, that's you know a way I mean? to look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, th- that's kind of where my whole, like, it wasn't even, music was always around. Right. Music was always playing, and whether it be a, a Fats Domino record or um, Robert Cray or Al Green or, oh, Robert Cray. you know, Eric Clapton or... You know Steve Winwood or yeah. Stevie Wonder. You know, like right. it, it would be something, and and then it would like be in my brain, and then the next gathering, you know, you'd want to come try to bring some of that that ingredient into playing with right. with everybody else again. So, um, you have an older sister, I do, and she's a darling. She's a beautiful person. Yeah, um, I'm always curious, and I've I've asked this of everyone 
who sat at this kitchen table. Um, how did having a sibling affect your introduction to music? Now she's how old? Uh, how, how much older than you? Uh, almost two years. Okay, so very yeah. close in age. So yeah. You know, what was hip on the radio was probably hip to her and vice versa. Sure, sure. In sync and stuff. Yeah. Did did she bring new music to the house? Uh, my sister, I, we kind of, not, uh, I don't know. It'd be funny if she was here. I don't think so. I think that we both were kind of on whatever Into was, the same shit. What was, was, was available yes. to us. because. Okay. And being so close in age, I would assume that again, what she thought was hip was what you yeah. thought was hip. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there was a time that we we thought that we had to find our own thing, and it'd be, oh, that's yours and that's mine. But mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, growing up in church, and you know what was allowed to be listened to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in our ears, growing up in the household was, if it's Mama Phelan approved. Can we talk yeah. about that? Yeah, absolutely. So. Growing up, your father was uh, a part of. The, well, your parents were part of the church. Yeah, yeah in my, San Diego. Yeah, my dad. My dad was on staff uh, as a preacher for. Oh, sorry, it's all right. For about ten ten years, and um, and so he was on kind of more of the counseling side of things. Uh, he would preach, you know, every five weeks or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know we. We came up in a really, really religious, you know, household, and so we weren't allowed to listen to certain things that um, I think other people my age were growing up at that time, where it was free game. You were allowed to listen to, and and that was fine because I was able to still get into and listen to, you know, which makes no sense to me. Where I was, I was allowed to listen to Marvin Gaye, right. <laughs> Let's but not right, but not Prince or <laughs> but, whatever. But yeah, and it's like, and then there's be something else. And I mean, I think that I wasn't allowed to listen to a, a, a Will Smith record, Big Willie style. <laughs> oh I, come I, on! And and it was back when the jacket and he had all the lyrics, and so they had to. Yeah. My yeah. mom and dad had to approve. The had to read it through. And he doesn't cuss in his in his no. records. And I I think I still wasn't allowed. I mean, I listened to it anyway. Of course I, you did, because you're a rebel. Mom and dad both know this, by the way. This is I'm not like. You're not throwing them under the bus. Yeah, no, it's I, I definitely uh, listen to it on you know Napster or something. But <laughs> oh, now I'm throwing me under the bus, uh, listening to music <laughs> <You're> throw- illegally. <laughs> You're throwing yourself under yeah. the bus. Regardless, yeah. Uh, it, it, so, so Jessica, I don't think Jess brought uh, a new batch of music to my attention. Okay, um, okay. You know that, that we both weren't kind of gotcha. getting getting anyway. Okay. Um, I, I'm 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 fascinated by this because I grew up um, in a relatively mild religious household. No music was censored. Um, I mean, I I do remember this. Um, I do remember this. Um, there was a song, um, "White Lines," uh, and it was basically about cocaine. You know? Yeah. Was- do you remember that? I don't remember who the, who the artist was. White lines. Uh, White line, that's cool. And it, uh, that was the one song that my father said I couldn't listen to. That was the line. That was the boundary. That was the. Well, I guess so because there was so much music in the crib. Uh, two older brothers, six and ten years older than me, 
and they brought in stuff, you know, like, you know, everything from like uh, Kiss to Sticks. Oh, wow. And I mean, I was exposed to a ton of music. And I remember, I think, I think we were in the car or something. And, and the song came on, the song came on the radio. You know, it's like, it's not like some underground shit. I'm just listening to the radio and I, but I know it, you know, mm-hmm. and I think I got it from my, my brother, Chris, who had it or whatever on vinyl. And my father's like, do you, do you know what they're talking about? <laughs> do you know what that means? You know, white lines, you know? And I was like, no man, but the groove is hip yeah. or whatever. And he's like, <laughs> no, you know? So that, I, that was the first, that's the only time. And I was listening to like, you know, Prince, Purple Rain, Darling mm-hmm. Nikki, like yeah. uh, heavy sexual stuff, yeah. you know? And I, maybe I didn't know what they were talking about. I certainly didn't know what they were talking about. But I thought it was a good song. Sure. You know, I only had one instance in my life where a song was like, no, you, this isn't for you. This isn't for you, kid. You know, and I was like ten years old, singing about white lines. You know, yeah. Well, Looking back, it makes complete sense. Uh, it's funny that you said that because now I remember because I just I don't know gained this uh, attraction to be rebellious early on. Oh, is that right? So strange. <laughs> um, and uh, and so whether I was exposed to you know certain like I had way more of a censor on the music growing up than you did, as, as you're saying. Mm-hmm, you didn't mm-hmm. have much of a, you know. Yeah, and everything so, was cool. But I still tried to, right? So, but there's like Keith Sweat song <laughs> that that I I used to listen to. I used to listen on the radio <laughs> to these radio stations I wasn't allowed to. And and I, I, I would write down the time that I heard the song. Wow. Whether it be like, Biggie, 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 can't you see? Like... <laughs> Like whether it be that, I'd write down the time on a whatever, and think that at that time the next day it would come it would on come at back. that time. But yeah. ooh, that's just when I can check it out again. No, and, yeah, it'd be that or uh, I don't know. It's weird. So, and I used to write down the lyrics to the songs once I could get like some. So this brings me into my sister didn't like introduce me into a lot of different music, but yeah. my brother, my older brother, yeah. Jason, he definitely exposed me to all of a range of music that I, mom think, and dad, I think mom and dad at that time would not have appreciated. Ap- approved. They wouldn't have approved. Definitely not approved. So give me some examples. Oh, God. Um, I mean, this is shit that's on mama the radio. Knock you mama said knock mama you out. Mama said knock you out. I used to jump on like his bed <laughs> and like jump right... Or jump around, jump yeah. around. Oh my God! Uh, Lord, uh, Rodney O. Everlasting Pace was a song that was weird. Um, <laughs> he introduced me to Nine Inch Nails, Rage Against Machine. Oh yeah, um, get that George early. Michael. Well, all the eighty, any like good eighties stuff. Yes, George Michael. Like you, you mentioned Sticks. Yes, like that stuff. Uh, <laughs> Tom Jones to like all Whoa. the like yeah. some interesting you know That's billy ocean was a big one as billy well Billy ocean yeah that he so i got a lot of my like earlier coming up uh influence and you know you have that in your brain whether you like it or not like once you right. kind of have especially when you're it's subconscious up, it's just in there it's yeah. like 
I'd be like, oh, I know that song. I'm right. Like, I don't really know who it is, but right. I, you know. Right. Like, I just died in your arms tonight. Yeah. It's like, how do I know that song? Right, <laughs> like, right, right. I, yeah, actually... I don't know who the fuck that is, but I know that song too. Must have been something you said. Right, right. Um, we'll figure it out. I'll find. I'll find it in post. But he was he was very uh, uh, influential in, in kind of expanding, which I'm very grateful for. Because yeah. even if it was like against my mother and father's wishes, but so let's just let's just put a bow on this. Mm-hmm. Your folks. Uh, didn't want you to listen to some particular music on the radio. Not oh, like you're... That's worldly. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, that's literally what it was. They were trying to... They, they did a... I thought they did an amazing job. I mean, I'm Raising you up. You're, you're like, a sweetheart. But I tell you, a they little did, bit... They did what they could. A little bit of Darling Nikki goes a long way. Well, you're the, actually the first one that that's showed me that. Really? I was trying to play you a song... That I liked, and we were working on maybe something like talking about recording together a, yeah. a different one of my originals. And I was like, I really love how this song, and I forget which one I was playing. You're like, no, 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 that's that's the darling Nikki. That's that's this. Like, <laughs> listen to the, you know, and then you put the bows on, yeah. you know, we hang yeah. those. You like, and you just blast it. And I'm like, oh wow, you, oh, it's like the spatial thing, yes, like, right, having it yes. just be like, yes. there's, listen to what's going on. There's so there's it's just a, uh, this is a drum. Uh, this is a, yeah yeah and then it turns into this yeah. big thing and then it goes, <laughs> drops back yeah. so you were the first person that showed me that i'm like oh wow that is amazing and i've always loved prince and my brother was a huge prince fan as well i so. mean can you imagine i'm like uh 13 years old listening to darling nikki for the first time having no idea <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. And I'm, you know, deep in the in the hills of Western Massachusetts. That that record, Purple Rain, completely changed my life. And I can only imagine if you had had, had, had access to yeah, that record. I'd be good. Ho- no, baby, come <laughs> on. No, I would No, you know what I'm saying though? I, absolutely. It yeah. would have completely changed you. Yeah. As it did me. I 100%. mean, as it did for everybody. That record changed my life. And I was singing these words and I had no idea what they meant. I didn't know what masturbating to a magazine meant. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, this is the coolest shit I've ever fucking heard. Yeah. You just knew you wanted to be a part of it. Kind I of wanted to be yeah. a part of it. I wanted to understand it. And, you know, starting to pick up a guitar or play the drums and thinking, how do you make these sounds? Yeah, I, it was a complete mystery to me. Yeah, that that that's it's interesting how what you do get exposed to um, growing up. You know, my my niece and nephew. You know, my sister's kids. They, it's like that age of mm-hmm. that like what they're listening to right now mm-hmm. is going to establish a lot of things like. Whether it be style or, but it engraved just there, right? So you're right. Like I did have, you know, Stevie Wonder in my head. Thank and, God you had Stevie. And and I had like. Uh, Thank God you had Stevie Wonder. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean the grooviest, most melodic motherfucker on the planet. I, I you agree. had that, yeah. and that goes a long way. 
that and it, it's Joe Cocker. Um, it's all like soul based, soul based. And my dad loved rock and roll music, uh, and blues music, and soul music. And so, and my mom, the same um, in regards to it. But like you know, me not, I don't feel like I've I missed out on anything meaning like i didn't grow up on on you know a purple rain record mm -hmm. you know i grew up on you know like you know a talking book record or a songs right. like you know like a stevie kind of thing like it's like i think we're all still winning but mm -hmm. i i have had to which you've helped me with with other bands that, like you know all right well you need to know about the almond brothers you need to know about you know like any sort of a like Paul Simon mm -hmm. or uh, Steely Dan or uh, right. the, like I had to read Rolling Stones, the mm -hmm. Beatles. Right. I had to re-engineer the whole thing like after I already played and been writing music mm -hmm. to like fall in love with those things mm -hmm. because they just weren't in my eardrums. Right. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, um, I didn't have a choice to choose to not like it because <laughs> <Right. laughs> I right. didn't hear it, you know? The Beatles. I've, I've had, well, it's, okay, so the Beatles wise, uh, like, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, you can't listen to them. It just wasn't played. On, I see. It wasn't okay. just in the household. It wasn't like, and that's why, but I have asked those questions to my mother and father that it's been great now these last, you know, you know, whatever years, 10 years yeah. or so to like be like, why did you, why right. did you do that? Or, right. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, and I'm just this young person that never, I don't have children. I don't know what it's like to raise a human being, especially one like me. Right. And so, that those I don't I know that I'm not supposed to know how that's supposed to translate, but they didn't never like Beatles would have been something like, yeah, absolutely, you're allowed to listen to that, no. but it wasn't playing on on you know Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, so know? it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't their preference. It's not that you couldn't Co correct. It just wasn't in their yeah. in their palate. And and now finding my dad, I think the Beatles is my dad's favorite band. Uh, yeah, and I didn't know that growing up. Right, I knew right. that Eric Clapton was his favorite, like guitar player, guitar singer, player, yeah. you know, artist. Yeah. And Robert Cray, yes, BB King, yes. Um, you know, I mean, those cats, yeah. Steve Winwood, like, like those mm -hmm. cats were blues, like blues, blues root, and that's just yeah. what they listened to, you know, <laughs> and 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 so that's what was okay. But I don't know if I ever <laughs> touched the like, you know, hit the. You know, we went to the edge with some some of these like iconic, you right. know, like they didn't listen to ACDC, put it that way. Gosh, I did not know what that was about. And the guy kicking with the shorts. I right. had no idea about that. <laughs> ZZ Top, same thing. Big beards. Got it. I mean, but this is this is where I feel older siblings come into play. Correct. Right. Because we're talking about a very different generation. Mm -hmm. Like my parents uh john denver is our gold standard mm. right uh james taylor mm -hmm. uh if it was just me in that house i would i wouldn't have i wouldn't be who i am it took my brothers because six and ten older than me brought all the shit that my parents weren't listening to into the house you know, so so similar, a bit similar to to what? Yes, yeah. But this is why I'm fascinated by that that sibling relationship and and the par parental relationship and you know what was 
for early, early uh, memories of music and it all informs who we are now. Yeah. And I'm very thankful uh, that I do have two older brothers because I was exposed to music that I would never, I would never have been exposed to. And some of the shit I loved, some of the shit I, I didn't care for, yeah. but it informed my palate. Sure. You know, it's like eating food. It's, it's, you it, know? it built your, your foundation. Yes. Yeah. yes. You take bits from everything. And the more you are exposed to a variety of things, I feel like the more um, informed you can be moving forward. And I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is, first of all, brother man, you create very special music. You create very uh, emotional, uh, uh, sensual uh, music with heart and soul. And I'm, I'm just surprised to hear that the scope that you could that you could listen to was uh, was small, uh, but I will hand it to your mom and dad. Um, they gave you the good shit. You know what I'm <laughs> Dude, saying? I appreciate. It. Thank you so much for saying that about. You know what that is, I, though. You know, like they gave you the good. They fed you the good shit. Yeah, I'm. Th- I'm that very organic. Grateful. I'm so soulful grateful. shit. Yeah, I. You know. I'm okay to have to re. Uh, I'm okay to learn now at 34. All right, well, you know what was Billy Idol doing? What was you know mm. what, like some of these yeah. what, like artists that like okay, well I don't know that I've lost any sleep over the fact that I don't know any of the names of these records of these iconic right. things, but right. because I I did get some good juice, you, you know, did, man. starting up and. They gave you and, that pure shit, man. Yeah, it was yeah, it was right off the rock, man. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the lines thing, but I don't know what you're talking about. I read it in books, but but I can't I can't read or write, but I right. can trace. Right. But I can trace. Ow. Oh my god, we have so much to talk about. We have to take a break. All right. You're short on the whisk. <laughs> and that's not right. That doesn't It's just it's uh it's, it's kind of rude. It's unfortunate godly and and uh it's just don't break up okay a, no i talked to him he's fine oh he's it cool with the it. lord's day yeah he's i made see it, it and, is yeah and i'm rejoicing and i'm fucking glad in it <laughs> we're gonna take a break y'all i haven't seen him for a year or so i heard him in and out some stony gold Is there a moment um, where you thought, this is what I want to do? Um, I think in general, I uh, I don't like the fact that I don't have a, a great story for no. this. No, no. Because I, I love, like, <clears throat> I go down the rabbit holes with all the artists that I love, you know, and they always have, like, a, oh, and I saw Billy Joel. Right. You know, right. Gavin DeGraw was like, I went to a Billy Joel concert, and that's when I knew. You know? Is that right? Or like whatever, you know, it it may be from somebody. And I don't know, outside of, there was one event watching uh, Steve Ray Vaughan. Oh, fuck. You saw Steve Ray Vaughan? No, 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 not Stevie live. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. By the way. The Stevie to the Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Um. It was some. Uh, it was one of the Austin City Limits mm-hmm. uh, big shows that he has on, yeah. you know, on concert. Yeah. And 
I remember seeing that and hearing, not knowing anything about what he was doing, but like wanting to do it. Uh-huh. Like right. I wanted to, and it wasn't until like, and I had at that point I was I was playing drums, like you know, with being growing up in church and what have you. Like I was just playing drums, and then my dad was going to sell his guitar to buy me like a, a drum kit because I didn't have one. I would just uh-huh. play like people at the churches, you know, drums. Right. And and after all of that went down before he sold that guitar to get me a drum kit, <laughs> I would grab the guitar and try to match some notes, which is now knowing, like, that's stupid, trying to play like Steve Ray Vaughan <laughs> when you don't know how to play guitar. But that was an event I know that I will always stick with me, that I was trying to get, I think it was, I think it was Pride and Joy. I think that was oh, the tune. Such a great song. And it was like, I don't know why that stuck out to me, but it wasn't until it wasn't until I got um into John Mayer hmm. and so many years later. Yeah, many so, years so, later. So it was it was probably five five or six years later, like when I uh-huh. you know, being homeschooled, you know, right living in San Diego. Yeah. And and then I hear a, a John Mayer record and then I start reading some tabs online and do, do you remember what that record was yeah room for squares all day oh the first one and then you know being the inside once out was the first first one yes right it's like his, his uh demo neon was on there and no yeah. such thing was on yeah. there yeah yeah victoria okay. secret okay take it easy <laughs> <laughs> but here, hearing that that room for squares record was like oh wow i should probably start trying to sing right and then the same time, I was just like really into Brian McKnight. So it was like, whoa, yeah, that's why I don't know. It's crazy it's kind, it's juxtaposition. Kind of, it's kind of weird how like, <clears throat> but it comes from where I came up from listening to, right. right? So it has a bit of a, you know, a, a guitar playing, but like a soulful thing, yes, right? Right. Happening the it whole makes time. Makes complete sense, to be honest. And so like, I would, you know, just an octave lower <laughs> try right. to like follow Brian McKnight's runs right. and then I would like John Mayer sings in a in a range that fits my voice yes mine too and yep. so it's like that baritone kind yep. of voice right second tenor yeah I, I, I had the same experience in, in the sense that um, the first time I heard um, James Taylor I thought oh I can sing this finally finally it's I can approachable yeah, yes right? I, yeah. I, I can sing it you know because you know, growing up listening to uh, uh, Prince and George Michael, I, I couldn't touch that shit. That's yeah, it's high. But James Taylor spoke to me because I could sing it. I could finally sing it. And John Mayer was the same way for me. I think I found I, I found some sort of a a little bit of a platform to stand on with, yeah. like trying to find my voice. Mm-hmm. What whether it being you know being in Southern California. You know Jack Johnson, Ben Harper. Oh yeah, and John Mayer. Did any of those cats influence you, like Jack Johnson and Ben Harper? Because they, they did to me. For, for, sure, for sure. non-musical reasons, but oh, well, I mean, it was kind of just definitely Jack Johnson. You know, being where I was and of trying to learn how to strum yeah. a certain way and have a rhythm with just you and the guitar, right, right, and not need a band. 
Um, and then being in San Diego, you know, right. being around a bonfire, like yeah. in La Jolla Shores, it's like L- makes it's total like, sense. If you could, you know, bring a guitar out and kind of jam out yes. with everybody else, kind of knows that kind of song. And so, yeah, I think I, fin- finish it. No, I mean, yeah. I I think that definitely that had a lot to do with you know how how I play with with those artists, kind of in my in my head. And you know, it's funny that you asked me if Jack Johnson was influential in or, or was a bit influence in my that record for sure was yeah but it was unlike anything it was unlike anything at that time and again it was approachable for me yes vocally yes and exactly guitar, and the guitar ability wise right yes so, exactly it was playable you could play the chords you could sing it and it wasn't so obscure that that you're like it's not my genre. Sure. No, no, no. You get this shit. Exactly. Yeah. I remember playing that shit and thinking this record is going to destroy everything we ever knew. The same way, the same way that the first time that I heard Dave Matthews, something about that, that something undeniable. It doesn't matter if it's simple or complicated. Uh Brush Fire, Fairy Tales. I remember that I know I can look at I can see the CD cover. He's in a he's got that rain thing on mm-hmm. uh and the rain's coming down and it's just bare bones. I always wonder if it was real or not for the rain wise, but I don't know. I so bare bones like recording wise, right? Yes. Yeah. It's so simple. It's gonna make an impact. Yes, it's sure. gonna make an impact. Yeah. Um and um I spun the shit out of that record. Haven't seen him for a year or so. Heard him in and out, so still we go. How are you doing, by the way? Everything cool? I'm doing really well. Good. Yeah. It's nice to see you. You're a beautiful host. No, no. And your beard is strong. I know. It's, I'm just lazy. <clears throat> I um, wish there was a video of the podcast <laughs> so people could appreciate how awesome your beard looks right now. <laughs> Just take my word for it, folks. It's uh It's got the anointing. What? It's got the anointing. What? <laughs> Hold uh, on. Otherwise known as the anointing. Oh, anointing. Okay, thank you for spelling that out. Um I've been going to some cool churches in I Tennessee. Be- <laughs> I bet you have apparently you have Glory. Uh <laughs> We okay. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> All my favorite Kyle Phelanisms. I'm. I, we have to get into that before we end this thing. Um, release a book. I want to know. Uh, did you find a, a silver lining to last year? Like, how did last year affect you? Please tell me that there was a silver lining uh, to last year for you. One hundred percent. Yes, yes, there was. There, there, there there was, and I'm grateful um, for what happened in the in a horrible time. You know, Mm. Um, I was able to. Well, I I had you know, I was I was telling great friend of mine yesterday, uh, like my my identity for for the a lot of my life. I mean, over over half of my life has been playing music yeah. and 
playing music live and when that's kind of taken away from you i mean i know i'm no prodigy i mean there's you know a lot of me's that had life shifted but um finding other things like i was able i was able to to work with my father you know up in prescott um for majority of that whole last year Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't trade that for any gig in the world right um and and kind of take a step back from what i was doing consistently playing Mm -hmm. music whether it be a week that was four four gigs or eight gigs or whatever it was great to kind of just like totally just you know unplug not yeah i mean and you know obviously not intentionally wanting or knowing that i needed that right um it was great to have it and it was great to to work hard um doing things that i love with with my hero of my whole life Mm -hmm. my father and 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 being able to do that was awesome and so if that was just what i got out of the whole year that would be perfect for me right right um but in doing that i i developed this uh i don't know appreciation for you know wanting to invest in myself and love myself enough to make some steps that are really challenging and scary and um feel uncomfortable and i decided to move to tennessee and and um i think i was done talking about wanting to do it (laughs) because i've been going recording in tennessee especially in chattanooga um for so many years you know since i did my like last record there that it was just like you know quit talking about it you know like just do something and um it was kind of like well there's why wouldn't you at this point like like the gigs it wasn't like oh i I can't leave these six gigs a week kind of a thing it's like i didn't i didn't have any of the um the things holding me back here in phoenix that i thought that were weighing me down Mm -hmm. um is as far as i can't do that or that's not an option kind of a thing right and so uh i don't know i I wanted to make a jump i wanted to be uncomfortable in a new town and i wanted to be around um some incredible people and and musicians and just just people like in general Mm -hmm. that i'm surrounded with out there is so i hadn't I, i don't think that i would have gotten to that um spot of uh, understanding of what i thought i needed to do with my life if it hadn't been for the pandemic and that whole situation of like you know just totally just take the train off the track you know like and everyone had to shift everyone had to do something (laughs) like whether it be everything's live streaming or you know no no i mean our our line of work for as long as we can remember right is get people together to come right. watch us play music right and then we're not allowed we're not allowed to be right together so right. It, it it uh it made things a little interesting but for me yes the silver lining was was uh my experience with my family mm-hmm. and coming to uh what i feel like i need to do uh as far as changing a town 
mm-hmm. create music, keeping it fresh, and uh, and, it, and it's no absolutely no knock on this beautiful town, Phoenix, and all the amazing professional artists that I've been able to, you know, and musicians that I've been be able to play with, but have another batch of awesome professional musicians mm-hmm. to play with and yeah. inspire and oh, for sure. write a different side of music, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. learn and um, be around different, you know, different studios and environments. I think that was, that's been the most uh, beneficial and silver lining for me with this last year. And I, and I think it's awesome. You know, I think it's awesome that, you got to spend uh, so much time with your folks up in, in Prescott and, and being a part of that. You know, I know how much family is important to you, as it is yeah. for me, you know. Uh, and, and it's a luxury to be able to drive an hour and a half mm-hmm. and be a part of that, you know. And, and I love the fact that, that, that you took the time and energy uh, to, to go up and do something completely different than than what you would usually do and and learn new skills and and be a part of 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 you know that scene uh, I think it's incredible and I gotta tell you bro I'm so fucking proud of you Thank okay you. I'm proud of you for uh leaving what you know that's hard to do I've done it and it, and it's not easy uh and you have gone you know you you know ha- have history in in phoenix and and uh, southern california and then and and phoenix and to leave and to leave what you know that's hard to fucking do man <laughs> it it was <laughs> it well, still is and yeah and it's it's never going to be easy it's never going to be easy. It will always be rewarding. It will always reward you in a way that you never thought it could. It could. Yeah. You know, as much as I miss you in yeah. this town, I'm so glad you did it. I really appreciate all of all of what you just now said to me because it means a lot. I I value and respect you. You're one of the first um, artists I met here in Phoenix, and you, I always kind of view you as a big brother, you know? Yeah, man. And uh, even if I, you know, choose to try to s- steal your band and <laughs> all that, <laughs> I literally, for all your listeners, I pretty much just stole Brian Chartrand's <laughs> band and then was able to play with them for a bunch of years. It was awesome. <laughs> but, you know, you've been in the Valley for for a lot longer than I had and, and, uh, and it always valued your opinion. And I was went to you for questions of what do you do in this kind of a junction? <laughs> like, right. how do you function right. this one, you know, kind right. of thing. And it's, it means a lot for you to say that to me because it is difficult and I hadn't done it before and you yeah. have, and it was another kind of a, a thing where it's like, you know what it's like then to be like, all right, cool. This is what I had, but I just, I wanted to work on myself yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I've been able to do that uh, yeah. there. And I want to, I want to be uh, a great version of, of, of me. And yeah. I, I want to um, come back as, as yeah. a, as a different, a different, uh, you know, not shinier, but like, I want to be, a, 
I want it to definitely be more polished and 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 come back as another thing. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever I visit and play or what have you, I want to know that I want myself to know when I come back to Phoenix that uh, that I've been putting in work mm-hmm. and and it and it shows. And mm-hmm. I want that to kind of translate. Um, and I think separating yourself from what the norm is and what you're used to and I just, I felt like, and it's all on me, I wasn't being challenged in the ways that I want to be challenged in. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like I am now getting challenged that way, and I feel like I'm growing. And, and so thank you for, for, for appreciating my, my jaunt to yeah. go, go somewhere else. No, And I love people, all these beautiful people here that have told me, like, we hate to see you go, but we're really pumped that you yeah. are. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. w- when, you, when you have enough... Uh, beautiful folks that you love that you just call deep friends mm-hmm. that all just like don't make it about them <clears throat> about you moving right and all they really <laughs> care about is is you being good is growth and well, growth and like pushing forward and yeah it's awesome and you're able to sift out like the friendships that you have mm-hmm. you know because i mean it's a lot easier to keep in touch with people now than it probably was whenever you went on you know you're a you're kind of shift you know yeah but you know you can kind of tell just by how you get a send-off and a hug and how that hug feels and people be like we're gonna miss you but do it man yeah <laughs> like well we high got five. your back man you know what i mean like we got your fucking back that's and, it man. and my folks live here in in arizona and it's like i'm not and you live here i'm not gonna you're stuck with me yeah it is baby come on i'm always you know so coming back home is always you know i've yeah. always come back home you know this is the that's the thing you know just getting out of the norm you know and and being able to i don't know like it, it, it's a, a clean slate it's mm-hmm. a it's a like you know for instance in chattanooga i i i've played one gig there i've been doing a lot of writing and recording and stuff out there which has mm-hmm. been amazing but like as far as gigging and playing and performing i've done one one gig there and it's like i had a lot of juice like pent up mm-hmm. like ready to play you know what i mean because right. it had been a, a month since right. i had performed live right. and so and for the last 14 years i don't know if i've ever gone a month without performing right music right and um it's it's a it's a it's really inspiring to be like what am i going to come across as right. you know, at 34 right. years old <clears throat> i'm trying to think about what do I really want to say? You know, mm-hmm. whether it be with my writing or whether it be a, a you know a longer gig opportunity where you play a bunch of covers and stuff involved with it. It's like, well, what covers are you going to play? And mm-hmm. what what do when someone sees you and they walk past, like, mm-hmm. oh, that's that guy that's like, what do you sound like? You know, mm-hmm. everyone asks us like, well, right. what right. what do you sound like? You know, right. right? It's like, how do you put that into the business card? You know, Jesus. like, and so. It's been able, I've been able to have this like, well, no one knows what I sound like out right. there. There's a freedom there. And there's a freedom to be like, okay, well, let, let's, let's, let's start, it. let's start over. Yeah. You let's know? discover it. Yeah. You know, and let's figure it out together, town, you know? <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Santan Brewing Company. Right when I started this podcast, I hit up my buddy Jamie over at Santan. I said, hey, I got this podcast. I would love for you to be a sponsor. 
He was all in. I went over to the distillery in Chandler, and they sent me home with a bunch of product. I want to talk about Juicy Jack. It's a juicy, hazy IPA. I'm a big IPA guy. This is delicious. I think it's going to be a perfect beer this summer. It has mosaic and cashmere hops. It has these aromas of peach, guava, tangerine. It's fruity, juicy, but it still has that like nice hop kick. Check them out. Santambrewing.com. Now back to my conversation with my good buddy Kyle. I will tell you one of the very first memories um, that I had uh, playing, I was playing, oh hell, it was an Irish pub. I was playing a Lionel Richie song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have I told you this story before? Mm-hmm. And this And this gal comes up. I'm in the middle of a Lionel Richie song. <laughs> Have I told you this story? No, but I can kind of see where this is going. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a Lionel Richie song, and she goes, uh, "She goes, hey, uh, can you play any Motley Crue? <laughs> I knew that you were going to go here. It's the, it's like, why in God's earth would you think that I would be able in, to play a Motley Crue song on an acoustic guitar? Yes. First of all, playing, first of all, let's say it was easy. Cause I'm easy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Awesome. Do you know any disturbed? Like, right? You, am I right. the crew in you? Like, right? It's like, well, why would you think that? She, bro, she rattled off a bunch of shit. She was like, okay, I'm playing, I'm playing a Commodore song or whatever. She says, hey, do you know any Motley Crue? I was like. In the middle of the song, I'm like, "Now, nah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry I don't. And I go back to the mic. She's still standing there. <laughs> she's like, I, 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 now I'm going to space on the details. But it's basically like, she's like, uh, do you know any rat? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and and, and it's, I'm still no, darling. And then yeah. she's still standing there, still waiting to fucking... Find a song yeah. that we connect on. It's right. like, what about Bon Jovi? Yeah, we are not <laughs> connecting on any of these fucking songs. I'm so sorry. I'm in a fucking Irish pub. I'm ill prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That, that's the best part, though. You're like you're an hour. You're an hour in. Maybe you know, like you're like you're in the you're 50 minutes in, and like this is your first set, maybe, and so you're trying to do an hour on top. Right, and then, so you've done you've done a number of songs, a number of fifty songs. minutes worth of songs. 50, they get, and the then sense. someone comes up to you and right. says, you know, do you have any stained in your <laughs> in your in your bag, or like, do do you can you possibly give us any uh, <laughs> rat? That was a good fall. That was that was funny, <laughs> bro. I had that cassette. Be like, can you play? Can you play some Miles Davis? <laughs> It's a basically. It's like what the. It's basically what, saying the same thing. Like, how is that? And then I, I would sit there. This is why Lee would diffuse some situations, uh-huh. and Chad would diffuse situations too. But I'd be like, I want to know <laughs> what it is in your brain that thinks <laughs> that that would work. That's just connected. Like, like, oh, you play guitar. Like, you should know Dave Matthews Band and, and Aerosmith and, and Bon Jovi, Jeff Beck, yeah. and. Yeah. Whatever it's like, yeah. and whatever techno songs playing as well. Yeah, like what? What? 
Like what? <laughs> the instrument doesn't connect us all, by the way. Yeah. You know. Oh, you don't know that song. You play. You you're playing a guitar. You should understand Jimi Hendrix and Dave Matthews yeah. and uh, fucking uh, Johnny. Who knows from Johnny? The who Independence knows? Station. Yeah. Yeah. And Bob Dylan and and you know. Yeah. Doesn't make any fucking sense, man. That or if you, I I have covered uh, my prerogative by Bobby Brown, mm, mm, Robert Brown, yeah, Bobby Brown, Bo- Bobby Robert. Brown, yeah. Robert. No. Is his name not Robert? No, Bobby Brown. Robert. Robert. <laughs> okay. Okay. But you know the doom 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 doom. Yeah. Man, no, no. We can do that shit. Yeah, we can do that shit. When someone comes up like, um. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Britney Spears song? <laughs> it's like, oh man, that's interesting. Yeah. So this is where it try, I try to understand what it is about people's brains that make them think that one that we could play a you know a death metal song right after right. just playing a James Taylor song, a Pantera, yeah, a. Uh, James Taylor. Yeah. Poison. Well, poison. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or, or just any kind of a, you know, if you play one country song that's on the radio. Right. That's your Then thing they're now. like, oh, God. Well, they He knows play, them all. Do you know that? Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to say any names, right. but you know all the ones, and then I have the nicknames for them. Right. So <laughs> it's like, I'll play you a country. Do you know any country songs? I'm right. Like, well, I love that. By the too. way, I just played Neon Moon by Brooks and Dunn. Right. Right. I know that you're too young, darling, but yeah. in general, yeah. uh, that's an actual country song. Right. Um, I'll play you another one if you want. And like, you play Chris Stapleton's <laughs> song. I love that. Yeah. Shit. He's got a lot of songs. Yeah. And he didn't write Tennessee Whiskey. <laughs> right. But in general, you know, right. there's other things out there. But yeah, the gigging, uh, I guess I say all that to say, is like the gigging musician which which i still am um i yeah. like to think <laughs> yeah you it's it's fun to to, to chat about it yeah. with other other you know <laughs> peers that you know are doing gigs whether it be a resort or uh you right. know a private event or a bar restaurant whatever yeah it, it's fun to talk about like how you're supposed to be the the, the puppet <laughs> doing the thing you know like there's your segue there's my segue <laughs> Something about the way you look around You don't see a thing until it's left you And I wish I could describe how much I want to forget you But it's been useless up till now Oh, won't you let me go? Do you need so much control? Release me from your service Oh, I wish that I could go Fly away from your stronghold I don't think you're worth it, babe I wish I had the strength I need Leave Used to have time for fellas all right, can we talk about uh, Puppet? Yes, sir. All right. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Puppet, the song. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I 
I think I played you a demo version of Puppet at my house. And you did a Chartrand thing. Mm. Um, like, I like to call it. <laughs> you, you did one of those. Oh, okay. Hey, man. Are you... <laughs> Do you want to do you want to record this? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, different than what I'm doing right now. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Come on. No, no it, was, it was awesome. You were like, l l let's do this. Let's get some cats together. Right. Let, let's let's right. go and do it proper. And uh, and I was flattered in general that you wanted to be a part of it. This song in particular has been. I wrote it with a great friend of mine in San Diego. Sean Mitchell, uh, shoot, when I was of like 14 years ago. So wow. the song's been in in play um, mm. in my life as far as, I, I never really recorded it right to me. Mm -hmm. um, I tried a couple of times and it never made one of my records that I put out. And um, actually Lee Pereira, he, he, he covered my song on mm. his last record that he put out. He um, covered this song. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. puppet! Yeah, yeah. That record's called "What What's Got to Do with My Dreams." That's right. Check it out for sure. I remember it. Yeah, but it was awesome seeing. And he used my producer Dran. Yeah. Uh, in Chattanooga, and flew me out to kind of co-produce with him, and um, it was awesome seeing the song go from whatever I was trying to do that I wasn't ever sold on with his artist on it, you know, and right. it being more of a rock and roll kind of a deal. Right. And, um, you know, have that spin on it. And, and so I was super pumped about that. And then I kind of missed the song for me as well. And so I started doing this demo. And that's when you heard the demo version of me doing this song again. And then, then you and I went and uh, started cutting it at Blue Door Studios with, with yep. Noah. Yep. And um, only a only a only a kick and a snare. That's it. <laughs> That's all That's you it. need. And then we cut vocals up up here at the house. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guitars. I think we did yeah, acoustic guitar. Yeah. Um. But it was awesome to see how. For me, it was refreshing, and it was it was hard to let go of my baby that I've had for a while. Sure. Yeah. But I I. I uh, completely wanted to give you the reins of it because I wanted it to be something that I obviously didn't do right a couple of times, mm -hmm. in my, to me at least. Mm -hmm. So it was hard to let go, but then be like, all right, go ahead. You know? As it always <laughs> is, man. Yeah, hopefully it floats, you know, kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and you did a phenomenal job with taking it a whole other direction I would have never done. Really? I wouldn't have done... I wouldn't have done a lot of the, the things that you, you did on it that I appreciate and love. Hmm. And that was the whole point, is I wanted somebody else to do it for me, like produce it for me. Cause I, do, I do know that feeling of um, um, being at the end of it. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I, I've written this song, I, maybe I don't have a clear vision of it, and I just need someone to see it to the finish line. A lot of the times it happens with me with like newer songs, mm -hmm. like if, if if you can't finish writing it or something, or if it's newly written and you don't know how to approach producing it, mm -hmm. it's nice to have another person yes. that can help you that Agreed. you trust. 
Yeah. Um, but for me, for this old song, it was like a whole other thing where I needed somebody else to take the reins. Mm -hmm. It wasn't because I didn't know how to push it a certain way. It's it's I didn't like the ways that I already had done. Right. And I knew you'd have another another perspective on it, like another attack on it. Yeah. And you did, and you, you told me that you heard it sounding like a chill vibey thing yes opposed to what well, i intended it to be like a you know more of a powerful chorus thing and then kind of drop down and then it pour you know chorus uh -huh. hit you in the face again kind of thing uh -huh. and you heard it more of like a cool slow burn groove just feel and mm -hmm. um you know very minimal instrumentation yeah. and yeah. um and so it was it was just uh, in the beginning, it was it was interesting because I was like, "Oh, what is what is going on?" You right. know, because right. it was so unfamiliar from what I'm used to, right. kind of thing. Sure. And so, um, but yeah, it was great. <laughs> I, I loved I loved what we ended up with as a final product with it. I think I think you pulled some vocals out of me that I wouldn't have done by myself, you know. And you sang background on it as well. It was yeah, always is a plus. Um, I think you play, you played drums. Did I play anything on that record? <laughs> <laughs> did you, I, I pretty, think you played guitar. I think you did. He did the. He did the, the. I think you played guitar. I think you did the lead line, like the the tag dun, line. Dun, dun. You wrote that line. That yeah. was a brand new line dun, dun, that dun, didn't exist dun, in the song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you did the synth part. Uh, baby, that that's not even in the in the, in the thing. <laughs> I didn't uh, even mean to. Did I play the drums on that one? Yeah. I don't know if I did. Yes, hundred percent, you did. Because there's only a, there's and only a kick in a snare. Who, <laughs> you played the bass too. Did I? Yeah. So you played the drums. Well, you played two drums. Oh, fuck. This you, is this you, is back at at, at, yeah. at Blue Door. Yeah. You played the two drums. You. <laughs> it's like the jo snare. Johnny two and drums the kick. over here. <laughs> then you played the bass, and then you yeah. played the electric guitar. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then you sang harmony on it. Yeah. And, and then, then produced it. Like and, and then, then they mixed it. <laughs> I think I showed up for like yeah. four minutes, gave you a couple passes, uh, and then threw a little jingle jangle on the acoustic. That's funny. That's funny. But I mean, that's how it goes, though, with old songs like that. I right. was so ready to be like, someone Removed. take this. That's right. why I was so pumped that Lee, I was so flattered as well with him, yeah. that he, he loved the tune and he wanted to take it. I'm like, please, right. take, take the person to band practice you know right. take this you know or like take it to the water park please right make it have fun because it's it's in the basement right now and right. I, I have nothing to offer this song anymore and so i think that's healthy uh but it's funny how like older song I, not a whole lot of old songs i i can wiggle with right. you know right but new songs yeah but like right that one was was great that i was great i, I was it was great i was able to like you know have that experience with you producing it yeah well i had a fucking ball man i love to wiggle with you man <laughs> i'm serious hey baby <laughs> appreciate you cheers love man. you love you man good to see you good to see you my man sure. kyle failing it no, mm. no nil no 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 nil scratch <laughs> not tonight not on this fucking podcast bro you're you're, you're an awesome dude i love you <laughs> Uh, so story goes. Love you, baby. I love you too. So story goes.